0: From old school to new, from analytics to your gut feeling, and from nuance to a blistering hot take, Cleve, Dave, and Ice present to you, Political Football. It's been a slog. It's been a long season. Somehow adding an additional week has made it seem a lot longer than it actually is. But one thing we do know for certain, Carson Wentz sucks. So welcome back to political football, everybody. The regular season is somehow over. I'm not really sure how. It's been a long season. I didn't think it'd ever end. But we are here, and the boys are back to give you the breakdown of everything that happened in a crazy, crazy week 18, including, again, Carson Wentz sucks. So Cleve, Dave, welcome back. How you guys doing?
1: Well, I'm doing uh, okay. I'm <laughs> uh, better than Brian Flores, but worse than Kodak Black. How are you doing, Cleve?
2: I'm doing good. I'm. Um, I, I agree with the uh, the Brian Flores um, comment. I I know who Kodak Black is. Probably never heard his music.
0: I guarantee I've never heard his music. So there's uh, that. We,
1: well, we're talking about the music he was making in the luxury suite at the Panthers uh, Canucks game, anyway. So
0: that's true. This <laughs> is hockey. We're not talking about that. I mean, come on now. So, <laughs> uh, so Black Monday uh, is the. I guess it's the NFL equivalent of Black Friday in a way, except it's the exact opposite because they're getting rid of what were bad deals, having buyer's remorse instead of actually trying to get the holiday season started with some good deals. Some of the stuff didn't jump out to me, but the Brian Flores thing definitely did jump out to me. And I don't know if, Dave, you wanted to get into it in the in the breakdowns here, but it was one hell of a, a Black Monday if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy because... We knew, and we'll get to these in the breakdown, but to run them down real quick, Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Vikings, fired. Vic Fangio, head coach of the Broncos, fired. Matt Nagy, coach of the Bears, fired. Joe Judge, coach of the Giants, not fired for a couple days. And then Brian Flores, head coach of the Dolphins, got snapped off clean. And I found that to be a little surprising, but to me it's just a, a reminder that, you know, Coaches are administrators within an organization. If the administrative teams not on the same page, something's got to be changed.
2: Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a feelings thing when the GM may not feel that they have the control that they should have, and uh, I think a lot of the rumblings with some of the Deshaun Watson talk, um, they try to put it on his lap, meaning Flores's lap, in in the exit, but. You know, people try to stay in their lanes, but um, as far as the product on the field with what you have, it seems a bit unfair uh, that Joe Judge, at the time, would have been retained, and Flores was shown the door, regardless of the back office rumblings or whatever they, whatever the the rumors are. Um, this this guy ripped off seven wins after starting one in seven. I mean, that alone should have kept your job another year, um, given some of the bad play and bad teams that we had a lot of the, the Jets, the Jacks, the Lions. Um, to do what he did over the, you know, what, what was it, three years there? Two years?
0: Yeah, it was, it was it was three, I think. It was three? three. The first year was that year that they historically started badly. We all thought they were terrible. Remember, they pulled yeah. off a couple wins at the end of the year. And what I always like to reference is they made it certain that Tom Brady was going to leave New England by screwing them out of the bye that year
1: and yeah oh that's right that's right, right.
0: The, the best stat about Brian Flores is that he went four and two against Bill Belichick he's literally the only disciple as they like to call it of Bill Belichick to be remotely successful against him and they're like now nah, we can do better I I cannot wait to see who they get to do better oh I yeah can't wait
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: and I guarantee oh, so. you he's gonna be white
1: so uh I mean I would have said before Brian Flores was hired that was Stephen Ross that's a good that's a good bet but you know, I think he'll just take anybody who will agree to play, to play Tua, because really that's what it comes down to. Brian Flores wanted to get a different quarterback, ownership, and GM wanted to stick with Tua. And uh honestly, Cleve, if this show, if this show continuing was contingent upon you and I agreeing on Tua, one of us would actually have to leave, right?
2: Yeah. It, you know, Matt would have to sign, say, hey, uh, I'm going to go with this guy and not that guy. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier um, when we first started talking about this, is the fact that. You know, if they took a draft pick very high and they invested time and effort and money and, and, and all that, this coach has to buy into it. This coach has to say, you know what, maybe there's something here I can work with or not work with or whatever. But, you know, when the Deshaun Watson stuff started flying around and, and he's on the podium saying, hey, uh, it's not going to happen. And then back channels are saying it is going to happen or possibly going to happen. Um, people like feathers get ruffled. You know the owners. Some of these owners, other than Jerry, because Jerry's very in- involved in in what the Cowboys do. Some of these owners, like the Shad Cons of the world, and 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 the Glazier family, and and, and the Maras, like they're they someone's in the building at some point. Someone's around, going on. And in this situation, I think the GM felt that this coach was a little rogue, or like you said, didn't want his guy, or the guy that the that the franchise is behind. And you know what? You got to go. So I think the best part
0: is that the rumor is that they want to get in Jim Harbaugh, who is notoriously prickly with executives in the NFL, or at least he was. So it's a very (laughs) short shelf life with Jim Harbaugh. But I find it funny how, well, he didn't really get along with executives or Tua. And then you get to bring in Jim Harbaugh, who seems to be like he could be that, maybe with some other stuff to go along with it, too. The whole thing is interesting. That was the one that actually surprised me. But... I have to say this if the Dolphins go back to what they were before Brian Flores this organization doesn't know what the hell they're doing and with the Bills being good now the Patriots now having found Mac Jones the Dolphins are going to get buried
1: yeah yeah it's going to be bad for them uh, Harbaugh of the Dolphins makes a lot of sense the owner Stephen Ross big time donor at Michigan Michigan grad it's the Ross School of Business in Ann Arbor right it's his school of business so he pretty much is already paying half a hard boss salary already. You
2: but would not you, you think, Dave, that um, with hard boss ego and 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 wanting some power? That GM is going to be, you know, really kind of like Harbaugh's like, I'm the GM as well. I, I, I get to make GM type decisions. Uh, whatever you guys want to do, this is who we're going to draft. This is who we're going to not draft. You know, I think Harbaugh is going gonna, is gonna to kind of be that guy. Like, like Matt said, he's a little prickly. He's a little hard to get along with. And if you think Flores was a little rogue, this guy's going to be full blown Sith
1: Lord so I think
2: <laughs> I, 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 you like that huh
1: <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Um, sorry I can't laugh when I'm terrified at the thought of Jim Harbaugh leaving to go coach the goddamn Dolphins um, <laughs> I do think that Jim Harbaugh would like to have GM duties if he did go to the NFL and I don't think he is mm-hmm. going to the Dolphins if he goes I think he'd only go to the Raiders or the Bears mm-hmm. um, I also don't think Jim Harbaugh rates Tua all that highly as an NFL quarterback, so I don't think he'd be a good fit there for that for that reason. Either he might as well keep Flores and trade for Deshaun Watson. Exactly. So I'm just saying that, like, you know, a lot of the Harbaugh stuff when he left San Francisco was because he was arguing with Trent Bulky. Everybody thought Trent Bulky was good because he got lucky with like three draft picks, but now we know from his how the 49ers ended up with Harbaugh gone and the Jaguars now that Trent Bulky sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that the 49ers at the end you had Harbaugh who's a very public face and publicly and well known to be kind of grumpy. So it's easy to pin things on him. But we know Bulky is a complete and incompetent moron now. So maybe maybe the 49ers wasn't Harbaugh's fault and he good on people just fine if he's not dealing with morons like Trent Bulky.
2: Let me ask you guys something. um I mean, this is a totally kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say a dumb question, but do you guys think? And this is a, a purely like your your opinions here players i'm sorry coaches who have played in the league or have some semblance of being on the field or being a being a player did they make better coaches than college coaches or assistant coaches that have been around forever in the league and is looking for a shot
1: i don't think it matters
2: you don't think it matters like I, uh, well uh, well i uh, So the reason I say that, and I I didn't get Matt's answer, sorry, Matt, The reason I say that is because a lot of the Dolphins players came out on social media um, and were either shocked about what happened to Flores, or it was kind of like, you know, they didn't really know like they didn't have an inkling, you know, that this was going to happen to this guy. So obviously he had, he had the locker rooms um, behind him in some, in some sense, But, you know, when we looked at the Jags, Trevor Lawrence was like, "Okay, great. He got the text or whatever. He's like, "Okay," he rolled over and got back in bed, you know, that uh, old boy was gone. So I I say that because, you know, we talk about players, coach, um, you know, coaches that are rubbing people the wrong way, that type of thing, relatability, that type of stuff. That's why I asked that question.
1: Yeah, but Brian Flores is good at coaching in the NFL and Urban Meyer is not. I think that's a much bigger difference than whatever their background is, right? If Brian Flores was the college guy and Urban Meyer had played 80 years in the league or whatever with the same sort of results and same sort of disasters, you know, it would have been the same same thing. So, all right, so let's get into the games uh, that happened here over this past weekend. Going back to last Saturday, we had the Chiefs 28 and the Broncos 24, down 28 to 21 with four minutes to go. Uh... In the game, facing in a fourth and nine in the red zone, the Broncos decided to kick a field goal. Uh, that's basically quitting, especially against Patrick Mahomes, because you are not getting the ball back. They did not get the ball back. They lost. Vic Fangio got fired.
2: I mean, that's kind of the outcome, right? That's what you do?
1: Yeah. I mean... It, it, it was so egregiously bad that uh, one of our one of our dedicated listeners, Sparty Ben, texted me all caps, like something like, what the hell are they doing? I can't believe this. No context because it was so egregious. He didn't need to provide any, you know, so.
2: Yeah, his key card was probably cut off right at that moment. Yeah. Don't even go back to the facility.
1: Absolutely. Uh, with the win, the Chiefs did lock up the number two seed in the playoffs, so they will, at minimum, get two home games, assuming they win in round one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Arrowhead, huh? Yep. Uh, the next game we had uh, Saturday night, we had the Cowboys 51, the Eagles 26. Now, despite not being able to pro- improve their seating at all, the Cowboys played their starters for almost the entire game. And the universe did not punish them for this stupidity. And they got yeah. very lucky.
2: Yeah, I, I mean I remember leading up to the game, people were saying to Dak, Are you gonna play, are you gonna play? play? Because you it really doesn't matter because like you just said it didn't it wasn't gonna upset anything in their in, in their world. Um yeah, if they would have lost one of those guys permanently, I think Jerry would have got rid of the entire the entire offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just ridiculous to play them now. Dak did go twenty-one to twenty-seven for two hundred ninety-five yards and five touchdowns, which is impressive. But the Eagles understood the situation, knew that they were locked in as the seventh seed, and so they rested everybody. So you had the Cowboys keep their momentum by beating up on the Eagles backups. So what's the point? <laughs> it was ju- it was just risk. It- it's
2: waiting till the, the toughest guy in the bar gets a few in them, and then you then you go challenge into a fight. When he can't stand.
1: You and I go to bars very differently. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the next game here, getting into Sunday, we had uh, Washington 22 at the Giants 17. My first thought of this game was, or sorry, the Giants 7. Don't give him too much credit. Yeah. My first thought of this game was, holy shit, who cares? The only two things I want to know on this game, Antonio Gibson did carry 21 times for 146 yards and a touchdown. So he's looking pretty good going into next year. Uh Dave Gettleman retired after the game and <laughs> Joe Judge ran a quarterback sneak on 3rd and 9.
2: I mean that <laughs> you talked about egregious plays. I mean wouldn't you as a Giants fan or just a football fan with a team that has nothing to to, to gain or lose I would be checking that thing up, you know, throwing bombs, running reverse annexation of Puerto Rico plays. It's <laughs> going nuts. You know, like, what are you what are you out there doing like that? That right there uh, is why I get him. You know what? I'm going to walk in on Monday and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm retiring because I know that you're going to fire me. So I'm just going to get a, am just going to get in front of this real quick and uh, save you the trouble of having Lucille come down here.
1: On the one hand, I don't like to know, I'm myself on the back for being right. On the other hand, I'm trying to provide good content for the show. I did call that Goodwin was going to retire a week or two ago, didn't I? Yeah, you did.
2: I, I, I have to give you your flowers for that. You did <laughs> say that. Um, and I think it's because he saw the writing on the wall. You know? Yeah. I mean, and then this whole nonsense with, with Joe Judge, he's going to pick the next GM or kind of cozy up. But I'm like, the, the guy's going to come in and fire you. Like, that's right. what's going to happen. Like, no matter who you get, give me your best friend. He's going to mob hit you. I'm like, you know what? Whack this guy out. Because after seeing that, quarterback sneak Jesus on what was like the one yard line
1: of the above? Uh, it was on there it was on there uh, the negative five as Aaron Rodgers put it when he blew up Joe Judge in the Pat you show um, oh, man. so yeah so again not much on this game we'll talk more about these teams in the offseason because they are trash when I talk about them in the playoffs uh, next game does have a playoff team Bengals 16 at the Browns 21 no Bengals in this game played Besides Jamar Chase Because he wanted to get The franchise record For receiving yards He got it He came out Literally nothing mattered In this game at all Do you have anything to say About the Browns To close out their Horrendous season I mean I,
2: I, I wish Baker the best I mean we all Were pulling for the guy And for that team um, They got some Obviously some issues up there And the thing I guess You know Matt always Talks about this And and I guess you You as well The market's not going to be Fair to Baker because the guy for all intents and purposes played hurt and he probably, you know, he just had to shut it down at some at some point. I would have shut it down like two games ago because they they had nothing to play for.
1: Yeah, no, I uh, I completely agree, but actually yes, they were eliminated before they played their last game. But yeah. going into that game, They actually could have still won the division if things had gone right for them going into week 17. So um, tough division, tough division.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying like if he's if he was that hurt, um, you know, for him to be out there, it's 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 admirable. But uh, but again, you know, when it's time to pay him, they're going to they're going to look at this season and use it as, oh, this is why we can't pay you top dollar.
1: Exactly. Next game here. Steelers 16 at the Ravens 13. The Steelers come back to win in overtime, setting themselves up, themselves up for a possible playoff berth if the Colts were to lose to the Jags. But if that were to happen, the Raiders and the Chargers have to be stupid enough to actually play the game instead of taking the tie to ensure they both made it. So, like, since neither of those things are likely to happen, this game didn't really matter that much, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be revisiting the Steelers winning this game in a second. <laughs> God, um, was this we
2: were, was this what we were texting about offline? And I was like, I guess I was I didn't understand until I reread your text of why, like they should have done that. Because yeah. for me, the fan and the player and all that, I'm like, you know what, I just want to get in. But you know,
1: no, we'll 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 talk about it when we get to the to the Raiders Chargers. But the Steelers winning at the time seemed mostly inconsequential, uh, but to be consequential, and that is because. Colts 11, Jaguars 26. I cannot wait to watch the next episode of Hard Knocks. So and they had better not cancel it before this next one comes out. Because they thought they were going to the playoffs. You know they were filming. They were all fired up this week. And I want to see the absolute shit show that results from them losing this game.
2: I Because you guys never mentioned it on the show that you guys were even still watching this or this was still going on. I have not, saw, I have not seen one episode of it. Um, but yeah, I guess if it's must-see CTV, this is the episode you want to see. Well, right? just
1: think about how great it's going to be because you know that they thought that they were going to be winning like throughout throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire week, like as they're prepping and getting ready for the game and everything. And so you know, like all that footage, you're going to be hyped up, and JT's going for two fifty, and can he get two thousand yards? <laughs> and then they lose. I got we got to see the after. We got to see the after.
2: Well. As Matt said in the the opening monologue, Carson uh, Wentz—he sucks. He sucks,
1: man. He, he,
2: you know what? And I don't know if they're blaming it on COVID, coming back after having COVID or whatever. I don't know, but I just—can we say he's a bust yet, or because of that Super Bowl year that he got the team to the Super Bowl and then Foles ran, you know, pretty much mop up. Do we like where does he land in in the pantheon of that?
1: I think that it's uh, it is safe to say that he is a bust in terms that he should not have been the second overall pick. Okay, but I, I'll, he, I'll take that. I'll take but, that. But he's he's probably still a starting quarterback in the NFL. If we're being honest, but he's not. He's like Jared right. Goff, who was the first overall pick that year, right? All right,
2: So so obviously there's 32 jobs. Is he is he in the top 15?
1: No, but he's owed $28 million next year Which is hilarious Shit,
2: you know, we <laughs> I, um And again, I don't want to Throw around the word bust like that But, I mean, how much have we seen Or how much are we going to see Before we say, okay, you know what But I'm glad you did say that He probably wasn't worth the draft pick And I I can actually take that And, 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 and leave it where it is For Carson Wentz
1: yeah, now going back to that draft, I would have taken him second if I had the second overall pick. I oh, mean, yeah, you, you had
2: to. You had but, to. I mean,
1: But, but it, it has not worked out. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, that's fine to say. Now, the Jaguars won this game, which means that they lost the number one overall pick because there is no way that the dipshit Detroit Lions would see the Jags kicking the shit out of the Colts and go out here and run two reverse flea flickers <laughs> In the last week of the season, in a game they had to buckle down and lose to beat the Packers thirty-seven to thirty. Right, Cleve? There is no way
2: they, they did that. Right? Me. They were playing for me, man.
1: They were playing. Well, for you know me. what? To hell with you and them. I cannot believe that we had the number one pick locked up, and all they had to do was man the hell down and lose to Green Bay, like they have eight hundred times in my lifetime. And instead, they come through. I mean, this was absolutely ridiculous. Two reverse flea flickers. Both went for touchdowns. Two! Well, well,
2: here's the thing. We both had to endure that season after season because I remember cover zero for me a year ago. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen. You know, man, I, these must wins to not to not get the number one pick. Jeez. And I can't
1: can't even be that mad at the Packers because they played their starters for the entire first half and they had a lead going into halftime. Uh, however, this is a serious warning sign to the Packers because that means that without Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, they can't beat the Lions. Yeah. yeah. So that's telling. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this game might actually have a bit more impact on the Packers and what they try to do this offseason, trying to retain Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams after seeing what the hell happened once they were gone. Wow. Uh, Next, we have the next NFC North game. (laughs) Uh, The coaches bowl, Bears 17 at the Vikings 31. Both coaches got absolutely fired after this game. (laughs) And they knew they were going to be fired going into it, which made the game kind of fun. Only two notes here. The first is that Justin Jefferson, five catches, one hundred seven yards and a touchdown. The entire job interview for the Vikings head coaching job should just be how many targets will you get Justin Jefferson? If the answer is under 200, security should take the candidate from the building. (laughs) I mean, you might
2: be on to something there, man. Like <laughs> you really might be on to something there.
1: Yeah, like the first guy that says, "Oh, Jefferson's going to get all the targets." That is the person that you that you should hire. Uh, also, Andy Dalton got sacked on fourth down three times in this game.
2: Um, Zimmer and Matt told, told me this offline, and uh, they said that he he was asked something about the quarterback, and he and he made a off-color remark and um i don't know how these coaches don't understand that if you're going to be fired uh you may be quarterbacks coach next year or oc or something like that you might want to just not make um comments about your team you know about the team you know that's going to hurt you later so Zimmer, zimmer might be coaching high school ball next year
1: This is going to shock you, but Mike Zimmer is not good at thinking about the future and making a plan to get the outcome that he wants. You know, given that you're giving Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook, and they won, what, two playoff games? are both miracles against the Saints? Yeah. 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 Uh, Next game here, Titans 28, Texans 25. This game's important because the Titans locked up the number one seed. We mentioned a few weeks ago this would be huge because Derrick Henry is working his way back so to not have to play without him in the first week is very good. And then it's only two home games, and and they can go to the Super Bowl. Uh, And the way that the seeding worked out, we'll get into this a little bit later, but if the Chiefs and the Bills both win in the first round, they play each other, so the Titans would only have to play one of them to get there. Mm -hmm. So the Titans are actually in a good spot because they won – uh, they won this game. Julio Jones, five catches, 58 yards, and one touchdown. Cleve, you want to apologize? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I see, I've known you long enough to can't even know when you're kidding or when you're being super serious, so I don't even know where to land here on this.
1: Um, well, I'll, but- land, I'll, land, I'll land for you. Ryan Tannehill, 23 of 32, 287 yards and four touchdowns. I saw, I didn't write it down. Somebody on Twitter had his splits with Julio and AJ Brown in only one of them. And he is far better with both of them. So I mm-hmm. think Julio is close to washed. I think he's still good enough where he had to pay attention to like late stage Larry Fitzgerald. So yeah. I think his presence there is actually important for them, even though yeah. he's never going to be like Julio that we used to know.
2: Yeah, I could take that.
1: We have the Saints 30 at the Falcons 20 huge game the Saints needed to win to make the playoffs They also needed the 49ers to lose to the Rams so the Saints did their part here However, Taysom Hill had a Liz Frank injury in his foot So if the Saints were to make the playoffs we'd have Trevor Simeon quarterbacking wow. the Saints in the playoffs which would be Matt's dream
2: <laughs> Man I can't believe Trevor's still in the league Still in the league man Wow
1: Yeah, well, and depending on what happened to the Rams 49ers, he'd be uh, coaching or playing quarterback in, in the playoffs. Next game, we have the Seahawks 38 at the Cardinals 30. The Cardinals needed to win this game and have the Rams lose to win the division and get a home playoff game. They lost, so they finished second in the division, and we'll send them to the Rams in the first round. So the Seahawks, though, you know, They've looked pretty good and explosive the last couple weeks. If we didn't have the, the four weeks of Geno Smith and the two weeks of Russ playing with a broken hand because Geno was so bad, are the Seahawks in, a, in playoff contention this year?
2: Could be. And good, good point. I think that game was for Russ to show the other teams that he's still a viable quarterback and he was auditioning for his next gig.
1: Yeah, I mean this this entire division though, completely insane, just like we thought going into the year. That was one of our better, better assessments going into the year. The NFC West was was gonna be nuts. Uh Cleve, I do have a question for you. What three players this year have rushed for six hundred yards over a five game span?
2: What three players? I mean, obviously, uh can't use Derek Henry because he's been out forever.
1: No, he still did it. He did it within before he went out. So it's any okay. any five games. So he rushed for over six hundred over five five games. Who are the other two?
2: The other two. Uh, is it Sony Michelle?
1: It is not Sony Michelle. It's uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know. Okay. Because he won won the rushing title by six hundred yards. And the third is Rashad Penny. Really? Over the last wow. five games. Yeah. Yeah. Over six hundred wow. yards over the last five games absolutely absolutely bonkers there from uh, from Penny in this game 23 carries 190 yards and a touchdown uh,
2: Yeah, he helped himself you know I like a guy that can help himself pause
1: if uh, if Pete Carroll is retained as coach they're going to give Rashad Penny 12 million dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's going to happen they're going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money uh, Zach Ertz led the Cardinals in catches 7 for 84 I don't think they can win the Super Bowl without DeAndre Hopkins Hopkins can will not come back any earlier than the conference title game, so they would have to go to Los Angeles and win, and then probably to Green Bay and win without DeAndre Hopkins. That does feel like a tall order for me.
2: Mm. So his his injury wasn't uh, season ending then.
1: No, it was not season ending. But again, unless they make the conference title game, he's not going to make it back. Gotcha. Yeah, at least that's what they're saying right now. We thought Antonio Brown was out for the year, and then he came back. But as of right now, what they're saying, no Hopkins until January 30th. Mm. Uh, next game here, we got just for you, Cleve, We got the Jets 10 at the Bills 27. The Bills needed to win this game to win the AFC East. Uh, they did. Stephon Diggs in this game, nine catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. He actually has not had a massive explosion game yet, or even a really explosive season. He's been very good. But this, the Bills actually have more upside to explore because if they get maximum ceilings to find digs for the next four games, they're going to win the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I can see that. the The um, I think he, I think this was an incentive game for him too. So I think he, it was a bonus in there for him, like like a half a million or something like that.
1: Yeah, that was. I actually don't remember what it was because I only remember the incentives as the related to. Uh, the players playing or not playing in the final week and he was obviously going to play because they needed to win to win the division so
2: absolutely yeah I
1: I didn't commit to memory but you're right he did have something he did have something in there no your Jets do have two picks in the top 10 so they will be very uh, very much talked about the offseason here as they get ready for draft what are they going to do with those picks are they going to try to trade up for something are they just going to hold them and see what they can do right now mock drafts have been taking Derek Stingley Daryl Stingley's grandson at four corner mm-hmm. out of LSU and Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio state, who I think is not like Justin Jefferson at 10. So right now pretty good. Mm. Next game. We got the Panthers 17 at the bucks. 41 Matt rule was not fired. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I don't even know what to say about it. This, this feels like the bears last year where it's like, you're just going to fire this guy next year, get it done now and start this process. Right
2: before the draft would have been nice <laughs> but <laughs> what do i know
1: um the bucks did play their their guys in this game which made some sense cuz they could have moved up to the number 2 seed uh, which they did and they actually had to like get practice playing without chris godwin and antonio brown
2: and also it's incentive laced cuz gronk, gronk had a bonus in there a couple of guys had bonuses in there so um i don't know if you guys if you guys saw tom Wave off the coach Like I'm going back in Because I got to run this button hook real quick So Gronk could get paid Yeah, um, that, that was beautiful So it shows you who the, who the coach is The GM and the, the on-field general Of that squad is I mean it's but, just there to get a check
1: So that's true But what's funny is that Brady and Gronk had miscounted He was already there He needed five catches for half a million And 85 yards for half a million For one million total mm-hmm. He finished with seven catches for 137 yards <laughs> So, Aries <laughs> was actually right. He actually had it already. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, Could you imagine Tom walked on there and blew his knee? Could you <laughs> imagine that? Uh-huh. To get a fucking half a million dollar bonus? Jesus.
1: Yeah, not even for him, but for but for uh, <laughs> Brady in this game, though. So, again, no Godwin, no Antonio Brown, no Leonard Fournette, no Ronald Jones. Tom Brady, 29 to 37, 326 yards, three touchdowns. This dude is a machine.
2: And I'm... Um, you know and I, I never thought i'd be rooting for a tom brady team or a tom but over the years the guy is is, is kind of shown that he's, he's got some character in him the fact that he wins with whatever he's the of of obviously knowing the position but also having the guys buy in that you are the the leader of this team you know um Again, they, you know superstars are at a limit right now for these guys, but these guys are playing like, it, like it's, okay, you know what? Next man up. Let's do it.
1: So according to Adam Harstad, here is the complete list of wide receivers that have had 1,000 yards in each of their first eight seasons, okay? Are you mm-hmm. ready for this list? Yeah, I'm ready. Take a deep breath. Mike Evans.
2: <laughs> is that it?
1: That's it. It's only That's Mike it. Evans. Holy shit! He's the only receiver with a thousand yards in each of his first eight seasons. However, here's the list of everybody with a thousand yards in their first seven seasons. Are you ready? Yeah, Mike Evans.
2: So wait a minute. When he had Jameis Winston, this guy had a thousand yard season. Uh,
1: obviously, Jameis slinging all over the place. Jameis <laughs> is great. Yeah, because when you're throwing pick sixes, you got to pass to catch up, anyways. No, oh, Jameis yeah. is great yeah. for receiving stats. Um. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. So Mike Evans was the only one last year, first and seven. Now it's first and eight. You know he's getting a thousand yards until he can't because he's hurt, right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. So that, I do. I note that there for Mike Evans. That's a pretty incredible uh, achievement. Also, I will own the fact that I did say in 2014 that Mike Evans would be the bus wide receiver out of that class, mm. and it was Sammy Watkins. So wow. Yeah, Sammy. Uh, yeah. Next game here, we got the Patriots twenty four, the Dolphins thirty three. So this was the third straight win for Brian Flores against Bill Belichick. Second straight winning season for Brian Flores as the Dolphins head coach, and Brian Flores got fired. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the in the episode. I just want to note that again that this that this is the case of what happened. Now this loss did hurt the Patriots because a win here would have sent them to Cincinnati in the first round. Losing means they have to go to Buffalo
2: in in buffalo in buffalo Ooh,
1: yeah and i don't think they're gonna get 87 mile power wins like they did earlier in the year when they won in buffalo but they only threw three times i think nah, Matt Jones might to actually play yeah
2: they're gonna get snow so it's gonna be another running running quarterback i mean i'm sorry running running backs uh gala
1: that's actually probably to the patriots advantage a little bit i know if matt we're uh we're still with us i mean he's still alive but like he <laughs> he had to step away here for a minute yeah. uh that, that if he were still on the episode here with us, he'd be pointing out that he wants cold, snow, wind, nastiness, trying to negate Josh Allen, Damon Harris better than Devin Singletary. So I think that's kind of what they're looking for. I don't think it's going to matter, though. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Dolphins finish 9-8, and eight, fire the coach. What can you do? That's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Next game, 49ers 27, Rams 24 this was a massive game. The Rams did end up winning the division because the Cardinals lost. They could have moved up to the second seed and guaranteed themselves two home games in Los Angeles. They didn't do that, uh, and they fell to the number four seed. This is good. This is important because it's the four seed. If they win in the first round and the two and three seeds win, that means instead of hosting Dallas in the second round, they don't have to go to Green Bay. Ooh. So this was a massive game for the Rams to lose. This was not good. Coming into this game, Sean McVay was 45-0 and when leading at halftime. Wow. He is now 45-1. Wow. Yeah. Still wow. Spelling
2: backwards, still
1: wow. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup had five catches for 85 yards at halftime. The Rams were up 17-3. to He added no catches for the third quarter, and the game ended up being tied 17-17. to the go-ahead TD drive had a 50-yard pass the cup and he had the touchdown on it for the Rams. I don't want to redo the whole throw it to Jefferson bit, but like, here's the thing. I, I haven't wanted to say this because it's sacrilegious, but Cooper Cup this season is basically Jerry Rice. Yeah, he's... I, mean. <laughs> I, I, really, I really have been not wanting to say that out loud because it's insane to compare anybody But that is the type of player and season and skill set and everything he's been displaying this year. I mean, it's just it's it's fair. It is a fair comparison to make that Cooper Cup this season is having is having Jerry Rice type numbers, skills, impact on the game, everything. If the Rams want to win the Super Bowl, Cooper Cup needs ten catches, one hundred fifty yards, and two touchdowns in every game. Yeah, or pack it up. Yeah, right. They might win one if he doesn't get numbers. But they won't win too.
2: So yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's I mean, he's a he's an integral part of the um of the offense. Um, and he's the best weapon out
1: there. Right. I mean, because if we think about if they go through the playoffs, having to play the highest seed or most likely team to make the play or to make to that round, right? They have to beat Arizona, right? And then they have to go to Green Bay, and then to Tampa, and then play Kansas City. There's no way that they're winning all four of those games if Cooper Cup doesn't finish that run with 600 yards, eight touchdowns, and 40 catches, right? <laughs> Am I crazy? Yeah,
2: which, which he could, he could, you know, that sounds like a stat line in the future that we could have for him.
1: Yes, uh, but it's, it's what he's going to need. So I hope that like they're going back, they're looking at the film of this game, realizing that he did not touch the ball in the third quarter. And that's when the Rams, the, or the 49ers, caught up. Now, for the 49ers side of this game, they needed to win this game to make the playoffs or have a Saints loss. We already touched on that the Saints won. So the 49ers did end up making the playoffs here. They're the sixth seed, so they're going to Dallas in the first round. Get a of the stat line for Debo Samuel. Four catches for 95 yards, eight carries for 45 yards and a touchdown, one pass, one completion for 24 yards and a touchdown.
2: Look, Mom, I got
1: in. (laughs) The 49ers scored 27 points, and Debo threw one of the touchdowns. Wow. Jimmy G, I'm going? I'm actually kind of bummed that the 49ers are playing the Cowboys in the first round because I really do think that the 49ers are capable of making the Super Bowl, even with Jimmy G. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be very hard. Like, they need games to go exactly how they need them to go. I don't think they can fall behind the Dallas by 14 and come back and win. Or Tampa or Green Bay, they're gonna have to be out front or even with all these teams the entire yeah. time. Yeah, Jimmy ain't shooting out with nobody. Cause even if unless the Eagles beat the Bucks in the first round, the 49ers path is going to have to be at Dallas, at Green Bay, and then at Los Angeles or at uh Tampa. Murderous Row. And then and then catching Kansas City or Buffalo probably coming out the other side, right? Honestly, Cleve, can Jimmy G win those four
2: games? (laughs) If Jimmy G, then they need to fit in for a gold jacket right right when that
1: happens. Yeah, I, you know, we predict them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning, you know, very beginning of the year. And they're a very good team. And I know we got some 49er fan listeners. They could do it. They really could. They're very good. I just... I don't see how Jimmy G is able to win all those games. He has to beat Dak on the road, and then beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and then probably beat Brady in Tampa, and then beat Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I I, mean, I can't see. I it.
2: mean, there's there's possibly three or four Hall of Famers
1: right there. <laughs> right,
2: that you would have to be seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be it'd be rough. So, uh, oh, I do want to know that after the game, Matt Stafford said that uh, it was a tough environment to communicate in, referring to the crowd noise in the stadium. One problem: they're playing in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <It's>, yeah, <laughs> it was overrun with Forty Nine er fans to the point Man. to where Stafford felt like they were on the road. And I can confirm there were a lot of Lions fans there when we went. Like way more, like 60 40 It was wow. It was yeah, you did a lot. You did of us. say that?
2: Yeah, you did say that when when you were out there.
1: Yeah, I think if the Lions had been winning and the Rams had to drive to win the game. Instead of the Lions driving to win the game, we might have made enough noise to make it hard on Stafford and Los Angeles, too. Wow. Okay, last game here. One of the craziest, most insane games, situations, everything. Now, a lot of talking heads have been talking about this all week, so by the time this podcast comes out, it's going to uh, the situation going to be talked to death. So we're going really touch on some of this stuff a little bit, but this is very interesting. Chargers 32 at the Raiders 35. Because the Jags beat the Colts. If either of these teams won this game, the winning team and the Steelers would make the playoffs. If these teams tied, both these teams would make the playoffs. They The teams knew this going into the game. I sincerely believe that it is a disaster for both squads that they played this game at all. A couple reasons. The first is that they could have made the playoffs without risking their guys. The second is is that you have to keep in mind what the actual goal is and the goal is to win the super bowl to win the super bowl you have to make the playoffs if they had just kneeled it out the entire way both teams they 100% make the playoffs which is a prerequisite to winning the super bowl if they choose to play it's basically 50 50 slight edge probably to the chargers but basically 50 50 right
2: yeah, but can you, can you seriously imagine for, for three hours, these guys like kneeling it out every, every few plays? I mean, the fines would be ridiculous because the TV money, uh, the gate money for the, for the, uh, you know, and again, you, the, the outcome is 100% right what you're saying. And if I'm a fan of either of these teams, I'm like, we're going to the playoffs. Like, let, let you know, I can sit there and watch them kneel down, but I just think the league wouldn't allow it. And if that had happened, I guarantee you at the ownership meetings uh, in the offseason, season, there would be something put in um, to not have
1: this scenario happen. But, but, but here's, here's the problem with, with that. There wouldn't have been breaking any rules, right? It would not have been, it would have been breaking any rules at all. And as far as the TV stuff goes, one, it wouldn't have taken three hours because they're taking knees. It's just running plays over and over again. So, mm. With halftime, the entire thing probably takes an hour and a half. This game happened at the same time Clay Thompson made his return. And Clay Thompson got huge, huge TV views. If we yeah. had two NFL teams taking turns and kneeling it out, nobody watches Clay. I mean, at first. They would have eventually, because this game would have ended while the Warriors were still playing. But mm-hmm. at first... Everybody would have been watching this. This would have been maybe the most watched football game that's not a Super Bowl in history because everyone would be like, I cannot believe this. I have to see this. They could have still gone to commercials after fourth downs <laughs> just like normal and done the whole thing. I mean, it would have been incredibly riveting television despite them not playing. However, they did decide to play the game. And I think for the Raiders, there is there was one good reason to play the game. That is, if they had tied, they would go to Kansas City. If they win, they go to Cincinnati. They just lost to Kansas City like 48-7 to seven Yeah, at Arrowhead. They're not looking to do that again. They might be thinking, what is the point of making the playoffs to get destroyed by Kansas City again? Let's take our chances going to Cincinnati. Because if they win and go to Cincinnati, they have to beat Cincinnati. Assuming that Buffalo and Kansas City win their games, now the Raiders go to Tennessee. And their path could potentially now be Cincinnati, Tennessee, Kansas City, or Buffalo. And at that point, you take your chances. You have to go to Kansas City again, right? If they tie, they have to beat Kansas City, right? Then go to Tennessee and then get Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So now by winning this game, they can most likely avoid having to play both Kansas City and Buffalo. So for the Raiders, I can see why they might think going into the game, we want to try to win the game. I wouldn't have done it that way. So this game goes to overtime, and when it goes to overtime, it was crazy because everybody knew what would happen if it ended in a tie, and so they played the game out and were going to overtime clean. Did you think when overtime was starting, they were going to kneel it out? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> or like, <laughs> kneel it out. You know what I mean? Half yeah. You know, Halfback, dive, fullback, yeah. belly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it's like that play, you know, where the running back gets right to the one-yard line and just like stops. You know, and hopefully, hit the force of his own momentum. doesn't put him into the end zone. <laughs> but yeah, no one should have should have been trying to score.
1: Yeah, and so that didn't happen. The teams they did start playing overtime to to try to to try to score. However, both teams traded field goals. Raiders got the ball again, and they had third and four at quick math in my head, like the forty yard line. The Chargers forty. It's so like a fifty seven yard kick or something like that to try to yeah, win it. Yeah. Clock is running down. There's like 38 seconds left. The play clock's almost running down. Brandon Staley, the Chargers, calls a timeout. Twitter erupts. I actually got kind of confused at first, too. I was like, what the hell is he doing? He later explained that he knew that they were going to run the ball, and he wanted to get his best run defense out on the field. Perfectly reasonable. I think the Chargers took that to mean, or the Raiders took that to mean, if we don't convert this first down, they will take their second timeout before fourth down and hope that we miss the kick. And maybe chuck up a Hail Mary or something to the yep. end zone. I think that's the exactly Raiders interpret it to mean, oh, okay, no mutually assured des- destruction. We got to strike first. We're launching the nukes first. I think that's how the Raiders took it. I don't think that's how Staley meant it. I think Staley just wanted to make sure we make sure we don't give them a first down here and make them kick it as far as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think the Raiders interpreted it as like an act of aggression and changed what their mindset was. However, on the third and four, the Raiders ran it just like we thought. If the Chargers stuff them, the Raiders actually might even let the clock run out and take their tie. However, Josh Jacobs runs for 10 yards and sets up a 47-yard field goal. The reason the Chargers lost this game was not the timeout, it was the rush defense. Cleve, Josh Jacobs had 132 yards in this game. How many came after contact?
2: How many rushes came? Um, I'm sorry, how many yards came after contact? Yep. Uh
1: 58. 130. Oh man. The Chargers are soft. That's their problem. The problem is not their strategy. It's not Brandon Staley's aggression. It's good. It's gonna work out. One year they're gonna go like 15 and 2 and win the Super Bowl with the way he calls things. The problem is that they're soft. They're not untalented. The quarterback is good, Kenan Allen's good, Austin Eckler's good, Bose is good, Derwin James is good. They're soft. They're soft in a way I don't really like to talk about that much because I don't really think it applies all that often. Like I think, you know, they're all the sort of big tough guys, they're playing football or whatever. 130 yards after contact on 132, one stop on the ground is all they needed to do it, and they couldn't do it. So, you know, you play football. Do you think that there's something to them? Like, how do they correct this? I'm using soft, but you know what I mean. Like, they can be pushed around, they can be bullied, they can be out physical, as the coaches like to say. What is a way to solve this issue?
2: I mean, you got to look at it in context of that the game went to overtime. So I mean, these guys have been out there for an entire game and then some, and it's also week eighteen. It's just you know um, you just catch them at a at a point where these guys are just you know maybe tired, you know stuff like that. And I and again, I don't think you mean soft like like. like they're afraid or cowards no, or whatever. No, I know. Not, I, know just mean, being,
1: I mean physically yeah. soft.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I can only defer to just, you know, the the momentum of the game and like you said, you know, it's like it's supposed to be an all star game. Like the like the Pro Bowl, but then someone <laughs> told someone else, like, they might be playing for real. So yeah. like if they score here, <laughs> yeah. You know, like they got us. So yeah, let's strike first. Yeah. I, I just think they're it's probably fatigue um and again no one it wasn't clearly communicated to both teams like you know what let's be on the same accord here and 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 you know let's make the playoffs together hand in hand cool my ass shit
1: the other the other thing about this game is that nobody besides Justin Herbert was really making plays for the Chargers on offense so Justin Herbert completed 34 passes for three hundred eighty-three yards and three touchdowns, but how many attempts did he have? Thirty-four completions. Thirty-four
2: completions. Uh, I want to say over
1: forty. Sixty-four. Who shit! Constant passes hitting Palmer, hitting Mike Williams, even Austin Eckler dropped the pass. You know, if it, instead of being thirty-four of sixty-four, if he's thirty-two of fifty-seven, they win, right? You know, he just the entire second half. I'm like, well, somebody make a play for this guy. I mean, 64 pass attempts. Yeah, you know, he's,
2: he's out there. He's out he there was, trying to find anybody to catch a ball.
1: Yeah, he was carrying this team <laughs> all himself. And the last thing on this game is that because of this game, the Raiders won, which I think they deserve to win. They were the better team on the day. We have to have Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs and not Justin Herbert.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's the old retirement tour thing. Oh, man um I would hate to say that the Steelers don't belong, but they found a way. It's like a city getting nuked and then a couple of roaches just come crawling out, you know like they it's like they have to be there for some. like the league wants them there. I don't know. It's just
1: weird. I I, uh, I am not afraid to say the Steelers don't belong to be there. the Steelers are absolutely not a playoff team. but but the three teams who should be there instead of the Steelers, one of these three teams, either the Colts, the mm-hmm. Dolphins or the Chargers should be there instead of the Steelers, right? Yeah. The, they lost. The Colts lost to the Jags. The Dolphins lost to the Jags. And the Chargers lost to the Texans. Yeah. The Steelers tied the Lions. That's it. Mm-hmm. When the Steelers had their one bad game against a terrible team, they found a way to not lose it. And yeah. that's actually what got them in the playoffs, is that they managed to not lose the game against their their terrible team. So
2: That's very interesting. That is very interesting.
1: Yeah, I just, um, oh man, I just do not want to see the Steelers. I, I don't think we're going to have to go. The Chiefs open is like 12 and a half point favorites at home against them. I think that they just played. I have this note here. They just played recently and the Chiefs beat the Steelers 36 to 10 on December 21st in Kansas City in a game where Kelsey didn't play and Tyreek only had two catches
2: yeah so they're bringing the full the full arsenal to the game
1: yeah i expect the chiefs to just handle this this game and be like sitting players in the fourth quarter sort of what i'm what i'm looking for here Mm. okay so that was the last game so i just quickly want to mention the firings again and Mm -hmm. we'll get into more of these more in the offseason like really what it all means and all that the dolphins fired brian flores but they retained their general manager the vikings fired mike zimmer and the gm rick Spielman. The Bears fired uh, Matt Nagy and the GM, Ryan Pace, which I said last year when they made the playoffs, they're going to have to do this year anyways. They should have just done it last year and been out in front with the coach, whatever. Uh, the Giants allowed Dave Gittleman to retire. At the time I made this note, Matt Rule and Joe Judge were still employed. Updated, Joe Judge is no longer employed.
2: Mm. <laughs> Matt, um, so Matt Rule is, I mean, I guess he survived it. Yep, yeah, he did. Guess he survived it. I mean, I don't I don't um I guess it could have been like, oh well, we had to get Cam on the fly. McCaffrey was hurt in and out.
1: My OC didn't share my vision.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so much so impact there that he that he could have used as an excuse. But uh the Joe Judge thing justifiable. And for anyone that's listening, and I always say this uh on the seasons that we've been on here, like I I know for a fact that when a coach gets fired it's not just the coach i mean it's a lot of other coaches and their families are uprooted i mean it yeah. is the it is unfortunately um part for the course and it is the collateral damage that that this is because these coaches sign up you know on every level whether it's high school college or or, or the pros they sign up to to get on a, a team and uh this is how important winning is and this is how important um, personnel and picking the right squad and and doing that because you're hedging your future on it. You know you got your kids in school. You got you know you bought a house probably. I don't know what these guys do these days, but you know going back to the um sorry the Brian Flores and that situation is messed up because you know again I don't know what the rumblings were or what what the the discord might have been, but in the it's- culture of winning like <laughs> no. No team does that. I mean, but again, we had the Chargers one time fire Schottenheimer Schaden- with, with, I mean, that was an incredible record. And I was like, "What? I don't know what he said to someone. And they're like, there's the door, Marty, get out. You know,
1: it's definitely Tua. Like Brian yeah. Flores wants to move on from Tua versus yeah. the, yeah. the administration does not And that's, you know, that and it's thing-
2: understandable because of what, what the organization put up for him and the, and the draft capital and everything. It's like they want to see what they got, you know. I know I took liberties on him for the last two years, just talking shit about him. You know, he's actually a pretty good quarterback. You know, he certainly has
1: earned next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, there's no there's no one else. So he has two winning um, seasons. Yeah, so you know, I get it, but again, the coach the coaches has designs on who they want and or who can run their offense or what what guy fits or whatever. And and again, you know, these things happen. I mean, everyone has discord. Uh, They just make it work. But you know, when that happened and Joe Judge was still employed, I was like, man, you know, like in what universe are we are we living in where we see the plays, we see some of the decision making, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's gonna stay. But remember, the Giants said that weeks ago, hey, we're gonna retain both of them, the quarterback and, and and the coach and the GM. I was like, how? How is this gonna work? This is a trifecta of like madness.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they ever thought it was going to work, but I'm glad they did finally get rid of it. Gettleman and Judge are gone. I'm happy for Giants fans. Um, I know we have some some New York listeners. At least we still have a couple, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm happy for you guys to be moving on and maybe getting something something new going up there. Now, I do want to do a bit of a playoff preview here for the listeners, since the the bracket is set. The number one seeds, of course, do not have games this week, but the Titans and Packers are the number one seeds in each in each conference, so they have the bye. According to TJ Hernandez of 4 for 4, the average point differential for one seeds over the last 10 years is plus 161. Basically, the average one seed over the last 10 years beat their opponents in total by 161 points over the season, right? Mm -hmm. 10 points per game, 16 games, 10 -hmm. points per game, right? That's pretty good. The Titans this year, plus 65, the Packers plus 79. Mm. These are two of the weaker one seeds by this measure that we've had. And it makes sense because the year was so crazy. Everybody was dropping games to crap teams. It makes sense that maybe the best teams aren't the one seeds this year. That makes sense. Yeah. So going through, uh, we have six games coming up this weekend. Starting with the Chiefs and the Steelers, we did just touch on this one. Cleve, you expect the Chiefs to just handle their business here, right? Oh yeah,
2: yeah. That's going to be a destruction. And and that at, from what you mentioned that they rolled them without you know Hill having a, a major game and even Kelsey being in the building. So yeah, uh, they're going to be full throat and it's going to be a massacre.
1: Absolutely, the three six seed in the AFC, the three seed Bills host the six seed Patriots. These teams have split this year with the road team winning both.
2: Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I, I I like Mac and Belichick, but um, you know, Josh Allen, man. It's just, <laughs> yeah, if he if he plays like he's been playing, it's it's
1: yeah, yeah. And again, if we get the Stephon Diggs ceiling outcomes too, we haven't really got that this year yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I I like the Bills in this game as well. Uh, to beat to beat the Patriots, I think the Patriots will keep it close for a long time, and I'm mm-hmm. losing like. 20 to 13, 23 to 17, something like that.
2: Close game,
1: yeah. Yeah, but I think the Bills pull out in the end. The Ford C Bengals host the 5 seed Raiders. So these teams did play earlier this year. The Bengals beat the Raiders 32 to 13 on November 21st in Vegas. This game with Joe Mixon, 30 carries, 123 yards and two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I I mean, we... uh... I think we were all in lockstep that the Raiders were frauds this year. I mean, granted, they shit ton of stuff happened to them. But um, I don't see them
1: winning this game. I think that of the games in the AFC, the Raiders have the best chance to go in and beat the Bengals. But Joe Mixon 30 carries. That means that T. Higgins, Jamar Chase were not getting, having huge games and they did it. So I didn't write it down. Yeah, the the Bengals are through the month of December started airing the ball like crazy with Joe Burrow. The Raiders haven't actually seen this version of the Bengals yet. And I think they're going to be a little surprised. I mean, the Raiders of the team, the chiefs have looked like themselves. against twice this year. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a big burrow chase. Higgins. Spot. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, like, you know, just given that off, off the two, two games, he had almost a thousand yards. Um, yeah, that that <laughs> he's he, those those corners are going to be um, running the track meet out there.
1: The uh, other thing I have to say about this game for fantasy this week, if you're playing daily fantasy sports, I think it's a big Darren Waller game. Mm. I think I think Darren Waller's going with a bang this year. I think I think we're looking like double-digit catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns, big big game from Darren Waller here. That's that's my call.
2: All right. I'll hold you to it. We got it on tape.
1: Moving over to the NFC, the two seed Bucks host the seven seed Eagles. I think the Eagles have a better chance of beating the Bucks than any of the underdogs of the AFC have to win.
2: Was I mean, hmm. I think the Bucks are gonna slaughter. Um given just get, gi- it's not gonna be I'm sorry, let me recant. Not slaughter. They're gonna win. Um it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be Tom Brady pulling out, you know, um, some good some good coaching of his own
1: so basically so you think the Bucks will win but they're going to have to play well like it's not like a a squeak it out kind of whatever correct
2: correct they're gonna you know they're gonna have to with with guys banged up and and you know the injuries and all of that stuff um they're not gonna hang a 40 burger probably but it's it's gonna be close enough where they're gonna edge it out um and I got a funny feeling it's going to start like how the Jets game was, like they're going to be down and then they're just going to
1: get hot. Yep, I, uh, I I can see that. Now the Bucks beat the Eagles twenty to twenty two on October fourteenth in Philly. That game was 28 to seven before some garbage time from Philadelphia, though. So yeah. the Bucks the Bucks were handling the experience business
2: in the playoffs. It's just Tom the experience. I think I think uh, Jalen is going to you know and you know I'm not I'm not going to say the lights are going to be too big for him. It's just going to be. The experience of an experienced quarterback who's been there and done it um, versus a team that hasn't been there in a while.
1: You're going to be so mad when the Eagles are down at halftime and they trade for Tua to pull Jalen Hurts and put Tua in to come (laughs) back and win the game. (laughs) Which, if the listeners don't know, the whole reason Cleveland has any animosity towards Tua at all is that his boy Jalen Hurts got pulled out of the national title game in 2018, 2017, whatever year, for uh, for for a true freshman, Tua, uh, who then ripped the job from Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is a political football favorite. That is, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next game here, I think, is actually the best game of the opening weekend. The three-seed Cowboys host the six-seed 49ers. The Cowboys are three-point favorites. I have bet the Cowboys to cover the three. Okay. But I am nervous. I think the 49ers are really good. And I think this is too bad. These are playing each other. I think the 49ers would beat the Rams. I think they beat the Cardinals. And I think they'd be more likely to beat the Bucks than the Eagles as well. So I think it's a bit of a bad draw for the 49ers here. But this game, this is going to be a good one.
2: Yeah, I, I got the Cowboys winning this. Um I just don't I don't like Jimmy G in this spot. Um Again, and and I might be unfairly judging him off the Super Bowl performance that you know a few years ago. Um, I just don't think. Um, I think you said it earlier in the episode. If they're front, if they're behind, if Dak's up three or four touchdowns, this this is a walk off. Like they're going to get destroyed because Jimmy G is not shooting out with nobody with a with a bum thumb.
1: I think if the Cowboys are three touchdowns on anybody, anybody's in trouble, including Brady with their defense. Yeah, but. But even, but even more realistically, thirteen points still trouble. Right? Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they, they got a hold serve, as they say in sports. I don't understand. Yeah, um,
2: keep it close.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to my brother, who's a tennis instructor. And my sister-in-law who played college tennis. And my nephew, who's like a big-time tennis player at 12 years old. I don't know what hold serve means. Anyways, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then the last game here this weekend, we have the four-seed Rams hosting the five-seed Cardinals interdivisional game. This game is on Monday night. First Monday night playoff game that we're getting. These teams also split in the regular season with the road team winning both. Yeah, I got the cards in this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, even though DeAndre Hopkins...
2: Yeah, I I just think um is Connor back going to be
1: back? We don't know. We Connor well, has hip, toe, hip, heel, and ribs right now. Edmonds did not play in week eighteen. Some speculation is that the reason he didn't play in week eighteen was to hold him for this week because they might have to sit Connor this week and like alternate them back and forth. All right, so then that
2: changes things a little bit. <laughs> 'Cause I thought, you know, at least counter back, Connor um and 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 um, Tyler kinda of running the ball a little bit on them should should do enough because they gotta make up for not having their superstar receiver out there. But um I really think that the that the cards could could pull this one out.
1: I, I mean I think the Cardinals could definitely win this game, can win this game as well. But I just think man, the Cardinals they've been struggling without DeAndre Hopkins. They've won some games without him. Like they've won uh um they beat Dallas and Dallas. You know, they've gotten some some good wins without them. I think the Rams, though, I think they know they're good. I think they're really mad that they didn't beat the 49ers, and I think that they're going to come out on fire in this game. I don't know that they're going to be able to beat Green Bay and Green Bay if it comes to that, but I think in nah. this game, the Rams are actually going to be able to come out and, yeah. and handle their business. So, Cleve, this means it is uh, down to it here. Prediction time, conference championships, and Super Bowl so i will go first the afc i have the bills beating the Bengals in the afc title game
2: i got i got the reverse of that
1: you want the Bengals beating the bills yeah you got the Bengals to the super bowl yeah i i you know what it is
2: i'm I, it's probably the romance of of burrow just slinging it like he just doesn't give a shit and and chase just like showing that he's so far ahead of i'm like this dude is like a i can't believe that we were months ago talking about he couldn't see the laces or something like we were making fun of that <laughs> how stupid do i look and sound right now that this guy can't catch a ball on the side because the laces are are black versus white or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was and i'm like 266 oh fuck you man. yeah you no know? yeah he uh
1: <laughs> he made you look almost as bad as dk metcalf um <laughs> So I actually think I think the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Obviously, I don't think it's that ridiculous. I have them in the AFC title game, so yeah. I obviously don't think it's that it's that insane. And it's partly their path: Raiders, yes, at Tennessee, and yes. then the winner of Kansas City, Buffalo. I mean, they could if they beat the Raiders and the Titans, we're not going to be shocked at all. If exactly. Go, if they go to Kansas City or to Buffalo and win, that would be shocking. But it's one game in the NFL, so
2: yeah, anybody can anybody can get got.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so I got the Bills beating the Bengals. Uh, you got the Bengals beating the Bills in the AFC title game. In the NFC, I have the Cowboys beating the Packers.
2: Oh, shit. You say wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's on tape. That's on tape.
1: Yep, Cowboys over Packers in the NFC. What do you think of the NFC? Aaron
2: Rodgers, man. He's uh, he's the MVP. He has to be.
1: And, and who are they going to beat? Who are they taking out in, in Lambeau in the conference championship? Revenge on Brady and the Bucks.
2: That actually would be, that would be like the Super Bowl. Okay. That would be like the Super Bowl.
1: I can, I can dig it. I can dig yeah. it. So we got, so I got the Cowboys beating the Packers. You've got the Packers beating the Bucks, which means that your Super Bowl is Bengals-Packers. Yes. Who wins the Super Bowl? Packers. Cleve has the Packers over the Bengals. I have revenge from decades ago. The Bills finally get back at the Cowboys. For back-to-back Super Bowl losses, and the Ooh. Bills beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl this year.
2: I bet you if that happened. They wheel out every fucking living Bill ever on that sideline. Thurman, just, everyone's going to be there.
1: The corpse of Marv Levy. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if Marv Levy, Marv Levy is dead, but he was like Bob Barker. He was eighty when I was a child, so I'm sure he is. So he's R.I.P. Because I'm yeah. sure he's gone. He's like Morgan but, uh,
2: Freeman. He's just always old. He's like,
1: right. <laughs> yes. Um. And so, uh, R.I.P. If he's gone, if not, he'll be there, right? Yeah. No,
2: I, that's actually an interesting scenario, and I see now how the seedings um, work. And I'm I'm glad you did a beautiful job for the listeners, breaking down why games are important and and you know how how important is a tie, how it comes back to haunt yep. you or help you. Yep. Uh, in in that in that matter, um, I just. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is trying to get his walk off, like, you know, his Super Bowl fuck off and, and, and whatever it is. But yeah, I think that that championship game, if it's if it's Brady versus Rodgers, we've been waiting for that.
1: I mean, that's what we had last year. And yeah. the uh, Packers yeah. kicked that kicked that. Uh, I don't know. or maybe that was the divisional round last yeah, year. I don't yeah, remember, dude, yeah. but they played the, the Bucs. Yeah. Lambeau one last yeah. year. Um, yeah. OK, so. Uh, for the listeners, we can see Matt on the screen, but he is not conversing with us right now for a host of technical issues. So, Cleve, we are going to guess what Matt's Super Bowl prediction is. What do you think Matt's prediction is for the Super Bowl?
2: I think he's. I think he's got what I got. I think, you think he's got he, what I got. You think he's
1: got the Bengals in the Super
2: Bowl? I think he's. Yeah, I, I would say say that Bengals Packers
1: yeah okay so you think that he's got he's got yours with the Packers winning presumably yeah Packers winning I'm going to guess that Matt's prediction is Bills over the Bucks.
2: I mean he's a Brady
1: guy and he's a Pats guy so rough to have the Bills versus the Bucks for him but that is that is my guess
2: can you hear me yeah
1: yeah we oh can and yeah. we be like to welcome in our special guest Maddie Ice, any, Maddie, you, of, of Maddie Ice Media. Welcome to the show.
2: Did you hear any of our our picks for you for, your, for the Super Bowl? Bucks over the Titans. Oh, Whoa, I like it.
1: I like shit. it. There we go. I like it. I, I think the Titans are not getting enough, enough credit right now in betting markets. The Bills and the Chiefs are both more likely to make the Super Bowl than the Titans, despite the Titans having two home games and one fewer game. So... You know, yeah. I think the Titans are not getting enough credit, and I think that's i think that's a that's a solid prediction.
2: Yeah, that you know what? Thinking about the running back matchup, quarterback matchup. I mean obviously Brady versus Tannehill it's gonna be destruction, but um yeah. I I I totally didn't I discounted them at all. I I, I wouldn't have never picked the Titans to go in. And they've also laid out their path um earlier, so wow.
1: That's right, because they're they're the they cannot play the Bills or the Chiefs in the second round. If the Bills or Chiefs win, they play each other. Yeah. So they there's they're in when the Titans play their first game, it will be against either the Bengals, the Raiders, the Pats, or the Steelers of those teams. The only one that I think they would really, really, really be like underdogs to in my mind would be the Patriots. And even then it's close. And also, yeah. dear lord, do I not want that game? Um, that'd be an ugly game. Sorry, Matt. Um, so, you know, they catch the Bengals, beat the Bengals, then they host Kansas City. You can see Derrick Henry going for 132 touchdowns in both those games.
2: See, the thing, I don't know, I mean, what kind of football shape is this guy going to be in? You know,
1: I Der- mean, because Derrick Henry is going to be fresh. Weeks that He
2: he's might be, be fresh. He might be, well, he's going to be fresh, but he might be just a goal line package situation. I can't see him running up and down the field.
0: Derrick Henry has been stiff-arming his neighbors. He's been stiff-arming his mom. (laughs) He's been running up and down his street. He is ready to go because this is probably the best chance that he's going to have, barring something later on in his career, in his prime. Like, we're going to be talking about Derrick Henry in two years, possibly the way that we talk about Zeke. He's just a lot larger. You know what I mean? Like, it's a precipitous fall-off. Tom Brady would take the the dead remains— I don't know. I can't confirm this. I'm pretty sure it's true, though. Of Marv Levy, of every (laughs) single Tampa Bay Buccaneer, of every single person. And he would go out there and he would sling dimes across the field to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't care who it is. He doesn't care anything about anything besides winning. And he's going to bury the AFC South once and for all.
1: All right. I like it. I really like that prediction. So once you get to wrap up here for the listeners... I have the Bills beating the Cowboys in the revenge of the early 90s. Cleve has the Packers beating the Bengals, which, by the way, the Bengals to the Super Bowl, how fun would all these playoff rounds be? Because that means Jamar Chase is just going absolutely bonkers. That'd be great. And then Matt has the Bucks beating the Titans, which I think is a very reasonable uh a prediction something that could very well happen and uh something that he might want to you know look at go to the DK Sportsbook app or something and make a couple bets because he got good value on the Titans good value on the Titans. Yeah.
2: And and Marv is alive. He's 96 years old. Wait
0: really?
1: Yeah. Wow okay he's that's 96 a, years old.
2: That's a
0: fine okay. for all of us. We thought
1: he was dead. Okay, <laughs> so uh I'm gonna hold the L because I said a man who is living is dead. But I'm going to let go of the L pretty quick because 96 is, <laughs> it is pushing it. I mean, football coach Betty White over here. So, you know what, though? I hope he makes it. I hope he makes it to see the Bills beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl this year.
0: To be fair, yeah. Tom Brady is going to win the MVP at 96. So he's, he's redoing <laughs> the entirety of what we know. We are all going to be 100, and Tom Brady is still somehow going to be 96 because he's going to figure out how to de-age himself. And he's just going to figure it all out.
2: This is actually crazy that he was born in 1925. So that means when he was coaching in the 90s, he was old. Yes, he was old. That's what
0: Dave said. He was old when we were young.
2: When I I was a kid. I mean, I I get what you say now
1: because I'm like, 96? Holy shit. Wow. To give you an idea how old that is, he was born in 1925. Martin Luther King Jr. was born in 1929.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know if you two talked about this, but did you see the stat about the fact that nobody sent a text message or about the Bengals winning a playoff game because the first text message was sent in 1992, and the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1991. So literally Ooh, zero it. people in the world have ever texted about the Bengals winning a playoff game.
1: Uh, I have a question. What wow. date in 1992 was the first text sent? Do you know? No, I have no idea. Because, uh, Cleve, you'll get a kick out of this. The last time the Lions won a playoff game was January 8th, 1992. That's the, that's my birthday. Yeah, so that was Cleve's 50th birthday. So Eight, I turned 18. Fucker. <laughs>
0: 18 going on 58.
1: <laughs> so, so. It's very possible this rule also applies to the Lions as well as as well as the Bengals. That
2: I also, is insane. I wow. also so, saw, no, so no one text, no one no everyone's simultaneously just like don't say anything, don't respond. Al Gore don't hadn't even anything. invented
0: the internet by then. Uh, <laughs> in 1992, but the other thing that I saw was a graphic today on Instagram of all of the years in which each team has made the playoffs the last time, and believe it or not, In 2016, they could have stopped the graphic if not for the New York Jets, who they had to stretch the graphic another two inches to get back to 2010 because the Lions last made the playoffs in 2016.
1: Yes, sir. Wow.
0: So that graphic was funny only for the fact that they had to figure out how to stretch it out merely solely (laughs) for the New York Jets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, the 2016 doesn't count though. The Michigan was very good that year. They could have gone to the playoff. JT Barrett was down. The Lions were going to the playoffs as well, but Trump won, so I didn't enjoy any of it. Wow, I was just that, waiting that for was, him to take that office. Was a
2: tough year. That was a tough year. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Matt, you got anything good for us? No. No, nothing. Not really. Nothing? Not Man, really. I'm trying
1: to think if I have a good, a good, a feel good story off the. Uh, Off the top of my head, I really don't Actually, uh, I I do Talk about Kodak Black That's a feel-good story for Kodak (laughs) It's good, actually
0: Actually, I do So we have been purging stuff in our kitchen As we're going to have the kitchen renovated And we've been purging a lot of stuff to try to move some stuff around And one of the things we found I mean, we knew where it was But it was Chrissy's first wedding dress So this thing is very old She got married, I think, in 2005, 2006 So this thing's very old We weren't going to sell it. So we're in a group here on Facebook called Buy Nothing where a lot of people try to pay it forward by putting their stuff out. Hey, does anybody need this? And a lot of people have been able to exchange some really great stuff. So she put it on there thinking it's a long shot. Turns out there's somebody in the neighborhood whose mom, who doesn't live around here but lives somewhere else, has been collecting wedding dresses and things of this nature that people have no use for and really aren't going to sell. And she's been taking them and repurposing them and making like dressing gowns for stillborn babies uh, to have something oh, to go man. into heaven for. So uh, it was pretty random to, to see that comment. But I was like, wow, I mean, it's a, a sad venture, but it's also very, very noble. So we were able to donate her dress that we would have absolutely no use for uh, and, and and go towards something that's that's pretty pretty neat and we've known a couple people who have had stillborns and it's uh i can't even imagine it's one thing yes. to have a it's one thing to have a miscarriage it's another thing to completely take a baby to term and, and have a miscarriage and have you know stillborn and i know that it was soul crushing thankfully that family has had three kids since then so uh you know things worked out in the positive but i know a lot of families don't so that was a really cool thing to be able to pay it forward so i guess that's positive
2: mm-hmm. that's, that's great you guys think with the playoff games, they're going to be uh, any disruptions or schedule changes or uh, some okay. quarterback that we don't know getting trotted out.
1: Uh, they they aren't changing the schedule, but if somebody gets COVID, that's that's that. But uh, I have a feeling that Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are getting pregnancy tests from here on out.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. I'm almost positive that Roger Goodell had a meeting like the Emperor in Star Wars to basically say like under no circumstances, will the super bowl be canceled? I don't care if everybody on the team has COVID we're doing this and that's (laughs) it. And I don't think he cares because they want to get the money. They want to get the games off. It's all that matters. That's all that matters to the NFL. So Cleave, it's if, if players get it, they'll be like, sorry, see you next year.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, with the Antonio Brown saga, there was like a report of him sneaking some chicken to the hotel who had COVID and, I'm like, man, you're fucking quarterbacks up there, dude. Like, what are you doing? The fact that she was able to sneak in, like, come on, man.
1: Right. You, you sneak you sneak them into the luxury suite at the Miami Panthers hockey game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i gotta go check the story out about like I I, I I know i gotta get back to work but i'm like i gotta i gotta re- I, I mean i know who kodak black is but i just not a fan of his music or him and i just gotta see what what this is about so
0: i mean i don't even care <laughs> the fact that he feels free enough and good enough to just Fuck at a NFL game. I mean, an NHL (laughs) game is is pretty spectacular. There's really no other way to put that. I mean, I understand that it's all these things legally and decent exposure, but I just love the idea of like. Do you feel like it? Yeah, I feel like it. Let's do it. Whose luxury
2: box was it? Was it at the Panthers? Is
1: yeah. So it was at the hockey team. I don't know whose luxury box they were in. I don't know if he had just taken a suite out of his own. Like I don't know. I don't know who the young lady he was with was it's just yeah y'all those sinners y'all gotta check this out uh my voice party ben put me on this and like it's it is unbelievable this 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 story
2: when we kill this feed i gotta tell you guys real quick before you hang up the i told well i was talking to dave i was like i have a story about something like that but i can't say it online Okay.
1: Safety. <laughs> now, 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 here, now here, now here's the problem though. Is that you say that on the recording, yes. everybody's going to assume the absolute worst. Well, obviously, I'm here. I
2: didn't, I didn't do time, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're like. 50, 55, 60 years old. Uh, who knows we're get up to in the late 60s, early 70s?
2: Could have did a 10 stretch.
1: <laughs> no, Cle- Cleve
0: just happened to be uh Walt Chamberlain's wingman when he apparently well, allegedly we'll like had this. sex with 10,000 women.
2: Without putting names in it, right? So uh home from college, uh it's might have been like sophomore sophomore year, first semester, sophomore year. Home from college. Uh a girl I used to mess around with that I never got to crack the code on. So, um, we decided to hang out because she was home from college as well and, uh, didn't have money for a hotel. So, but I wasn't also expecting a score either. It was like a long shot. So we're like in a parked car. It's, It's like, it's winter time because you know, it's winter break. Uh, it had, Freshly snowed on the car and everything So it's very romantic in the backseat Of this car Obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and the minute I'm like getting to first base I hear boop And I was like please tell me like that's your like your horn or something and i look up and i see like the cherries up the blue and red lights flashing i'm like holy shit so the cops are opening the door as i'm trying to like get clothes on and everything they snatch me out of the car thinking that she's being raped or whatever snatch me out they snatch her out and I'm like are you all right you know she's like no no we're friends whatever and I gave her a look like I'm going to run here so uh, good luck because <laughs> it, it was a Friday night and uh, all I can envision is the county jail for the weekend and then having to be bailed out like on a Monday morning after appearing before the judge and I'm like I can't do that as a college kid because I have to get back to campus in a couple of weeks so yeah. um, and she gave me a look back like, please don't run so after they played good cop bad cop for a little bit they basically said to me that's against the law um, You know and I was like How so because I'm pretty sure this happens A lot I mean I'm young you know I'm 19 Or whatever and they go it's Vague I think it's called vagrancy I'm, I might Be wrong with the charge but In lewd behavior I think it was But they were like you can be arrested for this Like this is you know you can get a record In the whole nine for this and I'm like Really I'm just trying to score here bro
1: So well, yeah. Apper- yeah apparently Kodak Thought you, you, you could get a record deal <laughs> That's the record I think he <laughs> he thinks he can uh he, he can get for this here. Uh, yeah. I, for I, I either fortunately or unfortunately do not have any similar uh similar similar stories cuz I did not have a woman interested in me until I was 28. That's a lie, but no, yeah, no. I was going <laughs> to But no, uh, no, 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 uh, no, no similar stories. And, and as we know, Matt actually has four felonies. He can't talk about Yes. Like so
0: yeah, so if you're looking for more of this wholesome content, we uh, will be starting a new show oh, called uh, Pass the Milk. And we'll be talking about only things of this nature, possible arrests, uh, fornicating in what is considered a romantic back of the car. I don't think that those two terms actually go
2: together.
1: He picked up the Burger King wrappers. That's like, true. You know, what does he need to do? Yeah.
2: Yeah, It was dinner and a movie bro
1: Okay Rico Suave <laughs> over here You know
0: You didn't make her uh, split the drink did you I-, I knew a friend who once did that he was so cheap That they yeah, would go I was, out to I was, fast
2: food I, I, I was a college kid with no job So yeah I probably might have been like Can you spring for the burgers you know
0: <laughs> rock lobster baby anyhow um sorry i missed the show fellas but uh i guess the whole thing you know went off without a hitch and i'm sure you guys had a good time uh, go bucks and uh we'll see you guys next week the opinions and viewpoints expressed on political football are those of Cleve, dave and matty ice and not necessarily those of the matty ice media network Political football is exclusively owned by Cleve, Dave, and Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.